The Swarmcast Podcast True Crimes Podcast is brought to you by Don's Platinum Fish Soap. That sounds... Wait, huh? What's going on? Am I in an ad read? Only Don's Platinum Fish Soap has the strength and gumption to get you moving. This is too weird, even for me, and I'm from Oklahoma. Nobody likes soapy fish. Well, that's true. So get Don's Platinum Fish Soap today. Go to your favorite website and use offer code SPOOKYWEEN for 20% or better yet, 10%. Somebody call my agent. I have no idea what's going on. The Swarmcast Podcast is recorded, mixed, and produced on the poop deck of Gravy Jones Locker in the heart of Columbia, South Carolina. On the show, we talk about the gaming hobby and random fandom. Opinions on this show are... Yeah. I'm Toast, your cobalt announcer. And now, prepare to delve into the mind of your host... John Minas! So hello, Swarmcast listeners. Hey, it's me, John. Imagine that. Uh, it's hard to imagine that I would be on this show, that I'm regularly on. But anyways, I've got some other people with me, so it's not just me talking to myself like uh, you're probably used to hearing sometimes. Uh, so I've, I'm being joined by Ruby. Hey, guys. And we've got uh, Donald Dennis coming back on the show again. Ooh, hello. I thought you were introducing our guest before me. So yes, hello, everybody. <laughs> So Donald is uh, where? Where are you coming to us from, Donald? Where Where can our listeners um, check over you out? from Inverse Genius Media on board games, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. Just find me all over the internet as well, Spio. And on this episode, we've got a we've got a an awesome special guest that we weren't expecting. Uh, on the last episode, we did a review of a a excuse me a quick start game for Relics, a game of angels, and then I did a review of the full game as well right after that and then i was notified by our guest uh steve d game designer with 10 star games how's it going steve fantastic great to be here so so hey, where steve. are you yeah so where are you coming Hello. to us from steve i'm coming to you from uh sunny winter australia sydney to be precise um sydney new south wales all the way on the other side of the earth where it's it's winter, and it's also um, the middle of the day. Mm. Now, and when you say winter, what what do you mean? Because where <laughs> where we are, our winter is is usually what most people would call their summer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just really hot where we are. I mean, it's it's fairly um, much the same here. It's probably about. I was going to say 20 degrees Celsius, but now I have to do the math and try to figure out what that is. Eh, let the listeners um, figure it out. 75 or something. Oh, um, yeah, that sounds Fahrenheit. heavenly. Oh, that would be awesome if it was 75 right here in the middle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we're not here to talk about the weather, although we could if we really wanted to. I mean, we just were. Uh, Steve. I'm ready to go to bed. So if that's what you want to do, I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, after after our review of the the quick start, um, 
Steve contacted me and said, or, or contacted me on Twitter or wherever and said that you wanted to, to, to give us some feedback or some additional information about our review. And then I said, well, why don't you just come on the show? And so. So this is where I have to take my public whipping like a big boy. Oh, I get it. I understand. You weren't that bad, Donald. I re-listened to everything. So, so, so Steve, um, what, what did you, what would you like to say about, um, about our review of relics or what, what blanks did you feel you needed to fill in for us? Um, well, I, I wanted to just check about what character sheets you guys were using. Were they the ones that were just the write-ups that are in the, the, um, in the quick start guide? Cause they're just as, as someone remarked walls of text. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Those, those are the ones we so, were using. Yeah, so to fit into the quick start guide, we had to just sort of compact them down. They're not really what most people would think of as a character sheet. I guess that was the main thing I wanted to flag, that if you get the rules in full, there is a nice character sheet that um, hopefully is a lot better designed um, and uh, has more uh, visual appeal and sorting of information to get the information down. I just yeah, the way that it was described, it sounded like you were talking about the actual character sheet that we provide that you fill in, but it's just the the pre-gen characters, which we had to squish up a bit um, to fit on one page because the quick start actually came out as A5, so it's, it's a little bit tinier um, to fit everything in. Yeah, it's also it was also done a little bit earlier before we were actually we completed all the parts of the game. So there's a couple of things that got ironed out a little bit. Obviously, a quick start should reflect the this final rpg but it was something that we did along the way yeah. um to get get in, intention early on please give us please have a look at the full game to get you know how how beautiful and, and gorgeous it came out of the end because we we learned a lot along the way and we we did an incredible well sorry we i should say my amazing um, layout artist matt did an incredible job with the uh with the interior of the full game that that's cool john did talk to us specifically about uh yeah, you know we are um, uh, we're uh, we were doing a quick start reviewing yeah. just just a quick yeah. start right yeah, yeah. Um, so it is good to bring the attention to that that's not necessarily the the uh, reality of the game itself right and yeah, I think I did mention too in the the review thing was that if you're used to games like Fate where it is a lot of text that is the point of the game you know it's more textual and story based so you know. Yeah, I'm not here to say to, to like go. Oh, you got us all wrong. No, or, no, no. You no. did a you did a bad review. It's just a couple of things. Are like, oh, but ah, uh, no, mean, that's great. You know, uh, and and it's good to have a designer eye to right. come in and things like that. Um, I I personally um, actually am curious how you came up with the idea of doing this kind of of I don't want to say mashup, but you know this kind of game. I mean, Relics was a bit of a journey. I, I've had the idea of a game about angels for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Um, many, many, like, about 20 years ago, there was a really good role-playing game um, called Innomine that was put out by Steve Jackson Games. I am familiar with it. Um, yeah, and it. I was already kind of obsessed with angels before that, but it was something that I really enjoyed. And... For the longest time, I've thought, you know, I should do my own game about my own kind of setting about angels. Um, and it was just a matter of figuring out my own take on that setting and then finding the right system. And mm-hmm. a lot of things just sort of fell into place over a long period of time of just thinking about how to do it. 
That's pretty uh, neat. Oh wow. So so that's it's interesting because a lot of times when I'm when we're talking about a different game, I try to not because sometimes it sounds like I'm being negative if I say, well, this game feels a lot like blah or it sounds a lot like X. And I honestly was like, this reminds me of a nominee. <laughs> right. So so for you to bring that up is like, you know, that's that's it's you know, if if that's what you were if that was your influence, it came through. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely definitely at the top. Um, but as people always like to, I'd bring up a game. I'd say, "Hey, I'm going to make a game about angels." They go, "Oh, you like Innominate?" I'd be like, "You do remember though that Innominate was 20 years ago, right? It's 20 right. years old now. Right. There is time for another one. Um, <laughs> we're not going to get Innominate back, so let me let me have another crack at it. I think Innominate is a little bit more than 20 years old yeah. at this point. Yeah." But hey, yeah, you know. <laughs> it, was, it was the early '90s. Uh, sorry, the late right. '90s. It was the late '90s. So it's it's probably 23 or 22 years old now. Um, and we've had more than one successful dungeon crawl game, and right, yeah. so forth and so on. So, <laughs> um, but I also, you know, I also managed. Meant I did my research, and you know, I went back and reread it, and uh, looked at at uh, the White Wolf Demon game as well, to make sure that I wasn't. I didn't want to. Ah, I didn't want okay. to duplicate some things either. I didn't want to make it feel like right. just another one of those. But, um, so, did you look at uh, Chaosium's Nephilim as well? Yes, yes. Uh, Nephilim was a, was another big influence um, so. uh, that I read when I was I was you know getting started into gaming. Um, had a lovely chat with some French podcasters, and I was like, "Yeah, there's a bit of Nephilim in there." And he was like, "Really? I love Nephilim. You should lead with that." <laughs> um, <laughs> So wow. yeah, um, yeah. Nephilim was, was that that great idea of just of incredibly ancient beings and things like that was just a lovely idea. I also huh. really like that it uh, doesn't just incorporate like Christianity, but it has other religion religious like iconography. Yeah, iconography. That was something that was yeah. important. Yeah, we didn't want to. We had to be really careful about that because mm-hmm. we didn't want to say that every god is just a different version of, of the Christian god that had been mm-hmm. miscast or misremembered. But I also wanted to go, uh-huh. I wanted to give people the sense that angels were things that had been, that could be perceived in any kind of different culture. And that was something that was really important to get that sense of, to get the sense of the, the, the of angels being here for the whole expanse of human history. They had mm-hmm. to have the idea that they popped up in all sorts of different cultures over time. Right. Um, it couldn't have just been, you know, um, medieval kind of things. They had to, you know, go, oh, we were here and here and all these sort of different right. times. So that they places. kind of take on, humans take on that different, um, not aspects, but, you know, that basically they, a monster or an angel or whatever is retold in a different setting because yeah. that's their perspective. So exactly. an angel is still an angel, no matter if it's Egyptian or, you know, European. Yeah. And that was, I mean, I don't want to get too far into what they call syncretism, but if you, I've had the privilege of traveling the world and there are lots of times where you can be, you know, you can be looking at um, some of the stuff that that were around in, you know, Roman and Greek culture and how that was translated directly Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. Christianity as as the empire fell. And, you know, you see how, how, the Romans and the Christians sort of would just come across a, a tradition and just go, Oh yeah, that's a saint or that's that, that local <laughs> God is just, is just, you know, 
right. um, something that we have in our Bible. And you even go back to, you know, you go back to ancient Egypt and stuff, and there were there were temples that we, you could see there where they had, you know, Isis the mother and 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 uh, Horus the son, and it's like you can see these these patterns. Right. And I think that's part of something that that like relics isn't entirely an atheist book, but it's it's looking at how humans approach patterns and things like that and seeing this it's a it's a, a lovely perspective to just go oh if you if you take this step back you can see these amazing patterns that are spanned across humanity that we keep repeating and that's um an insight into these angels mindsets because they've lived so long they can just see these humans doing these same things over and over again right and that kind of brings up the the whole memories mechanic and the quick start mm. when we were playing it we didn't mess around with the memories too much just because of how we approached the quick start uh, you know just yep. the characters we chose and the way we chose to play them so we didn't mess around with the memories too much but that's a really interesting mechanic and way to kind of bring back the fact that they have been around for millennia yeah um and that it sounds funny, but that wasn't the original system. Um, oh. I actually played around huh. with a lot of different ideas. Um, I was looking at Fate and I was looking at Cortex. So there's obviously, yeah, mm -hmm. you, you, you picked up on the kind of genre I was looking at. Yeah. Um, and then I was, I just, nothing was working. And then I stumbled on, um, uh, reminded myself about James Wallace's um, Fugue system. And I was like, this little light went on and went, oh, that could be perfect. Yeah. So Fugue, if you don't know, the original game was called A Las Vegas and it was about waking. It was sort of like the hangover movies, except you woke up not in a hotel room but in a shallow grave. Ooh. And you, like, <laughs> you basically pulled yourself out of a, a shallow grave in the desert um, of Nevada and stumbled back into Las Vegas trying to figure out what happened in the last 48 hours and why you're in a grave and why everything's a little bit strange. Um, and so the, the the flashback mechanic in that is very much the sort of Hollywood amnesia. What did we do last night? And you're, okay, you're actually right. trying to regain your memories. I wanted, but I thought that was just going to, if we could just transfer that to, one of you said during the review, you mentioned the Highlander TV series and the Highlander movies. Yeah. And I went, yes, you get it, right? That <laughs> yeah, is something yeah. that I, that is exactly the kind of thing that, that popped into my head is that if you're going to deal with these long living um, creatures, you need to use the idea of the cinematic flashback. So I found the fugue system and I was just like, this is perfect. So we can just have those scenes where we go back to the French duel or we go back to whatever scene it was back in your life. Yeah. Um, so in many respects, this kind of also reminded me of the Amber system or oh, the Amber yeah. um, games because you had these characters that are essentially immortal and they, they can do, they've, been around and and gone to so many different realities and learned everything but with them the player just goes oh well i know how to do this so i do this so you don't have to actually expand upon the background or or, hmm. or yeah. flashback to any memories on that and i always really kind of wanted something because like when you're reading the books uh when corwin does something he says you know i remember a little cafe in milan where this happened and blah blah and so I, that's why i spent the 50 years in that world learning how to play the piccolo or something like that <laughs> but you don't get that in that game and so i thought that was great having that in relics i yeah. thought it worked really well it was really fun yeah thanks i mean that 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 sort of was yes yeah, so it all started to come together and um it works 
it works really well. Um, Good Omens is another one that's just been on TV where they, yeah. they do that all the time as well. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> and so we've been very lucky of just being able to go. Like, obviously, there was a bunch of stuff. Like, I watched a ton of t- TV in the 80s and 90s. Like, so that was, this is all based on about, because that's where my brain is. But then <laughs> it was like, oh, have you seen Have you seen Good Omens? Right, you know how it works. Have you seen the, the show Miracle Workers that, um, with mm-hmm. um Daniel Radcliffe also has this like, oh, this is back where I was born in my bog in my village. Yeah, uh, We could just go, oh, it's right there on your screen. Um, the Old Guard TV movie um, that Netflix made. That's Again, the one I was trying to remember earlier today. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I was really, again, it was based on a comic, but um, the movie is just, again, a very good example of the, the kind of mood that we're trying to strike. You've, you mentioned, you mentioned Vegas when you were talking about the fugue system, this quick start um, also took place in Vegas. That's um, now that I, at the time I wasn't aware that uh, 10 star games is based out of Australia. And so Vegas, I think is an interesting choice. And I think we all agreed that Vegas worked really well for this quick start. It's, it's such a, um, the the setting itself is so alive and so much so much of this crazy stuff can happen there and nobody would bat an eye at it mm. <laughs> yeah i think i think um there's a lot of uh one thing that we we sort of talk about we come across over and over again in relics is there's there's a sense of an american mythology and if you've seen american gods you get a sense of that as well um okay. america is a very mythic place in some ways and that's all sorts of mythology, including the Christian mythology. Like a lot of the, some of the scenarios we've written are just set in, you know, places that are called Trinity and Jericho and all the, mm-hmm. all the, um, the desert areas of America, just full of, um, well, Zion National Park, the sequel to the, the uh, scenario you want, you, you played is set in Zion, um, which is in Utah. But there's also things like the House on the Rock, which is a very strange, weird mythological place. And Vegas is also a place that is doesn't seem real, has a lot of strange uh, unreality to it. And right. that, yeah, that Tim is, Powers has done some neat stuff there, yeah. and of course, yeah, uh, you know, American Gods, you know, has has touched uh-huh. on the weirdness here too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anubis Gates is one that we we were thinking of. Um, and I think it's called Last Call is the one before yep, that. Last Call yeah. and Earthquake yeah. Weather. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you've read the RPG uh, um, Unknown Armies, that's a lot more Tim Powers kind of stuff. But um, all of these things have powerful entities encountering sort of modern mythologies. But the Vegas thing was also a bit of a coincidence because um, one of our writers, Jake Nelson, who did a lot of the fiction for the game, went on his... Um, went on a holiday to the U S and spent a week in Vegas. Um, <laughs> so he came home and said, how about I write a scenario set in Vegas? And I was like, well, that's perfect for these reasons. And yeah. he would also then go on to write the um, source book about Vegas. So he knows the place really well, intimately. And, and yeah, um, it just was um, a perfect fit. It sounds like a lot of this ended up being kind of like a perfect storm for you, you know, things hmm. just lined up very well. Um, I think we've been very lucky. Um, we were, we were really happy to get, for example, Dan Smith back as well. So Dan Smith did the art on Nominee. Um, mm-hmm. so, so that was really amusing. Donald, when yeah. we were chatting after he listened to the, after the episode came out, he's like, hey, I was looking back through the book. Do you know who the artist is in this? It kind of looks like Dan Smith. 
And and then Nico was like, holy crap, it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and he did stuff for me when I was working on Silent Death. He was, he was oh, our artist for our interior. See, I didn't know that. He, he is amazing. He is fast and he is cheap. And I, if you, if you, <laughs> if you want an artist, I mean, not he's not really cheap, but he's, he is <laughs> right. affordable and, and he is fast and he is great and he is the nicest guy in the world. Um, and he's got I still, a super graphic style. Yeah. You know. I took a shot because I just went like, you know, sometimes you just have like, I, I thought, what, you what just if gotta ask. actually get? You know, yeah. Get, yeah. And I just asked. Um, luckily, he'd done some art for a friend of mine as well. So I had a sort of introduction. I just went and he was like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, oh, my God, we got Dan Smith. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So that was great. All right. So I'm curious, what do you think is your proudest achievement with Relics as far as, uh, well, anything about it? What do, what do you like about it the most i like that one of well one of the things i really set out to do was to make sure that it didn't feel um it didn't it didn't feel like it was really really an atheist book or a religious book and i've Mm -hmm. had people read it and go this from both like people who are very faithful go yeah this feels like a very respectful book about the power of faith and people who are atheists go yeah this is obviously about how atheism is the only right thing and i think i think the fact that i threaded that needle is something that I, I've, I've succeeded with. Uh, and also that, yeah, that nobody felt like I was being disrespectful. And we really worked hard at that. I had a lot of people of faith read it and and make sure that we we weren't taking the light of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also proud of the fact that just some of the games that I've been able to listen to, one of my one of my other goals was to just recreate, recreate some of those great scenes in these kind of media where the characters actually have this big philosophical discussion about what is good and what is the purpose of angels and what is the purpose of God and why did God allow men to be evil and things like Mm -hmm. that. And as I've listened to some of the wonderful actual plays out there, I keep running into these moments where people are having these discussions about, you know, what is, what is, what are, what is the better, what what are the choices that we make? Why are we here? Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually pretty rare in role-playing games that a game can actually bring up philosophical concepts. Um, you know, not just like should we kill the orcs if you're a paladin, but right. but a bigger question like what are, what are, what is the, our purpose as humans and what is a good? There was an early play test where someone was like, "Are we allowed to kill people like in setting? Do angels kill people?" And I was like, "What do you know. think? Yeah, what do you think God wants you to do?" And they were like, <laughs> "Oh, um, <laughs> hmm. so yeah, that was. Uh, okay. I'm glad. I'm, I'm really glad that's come through." You never never quite oh, sure yeah. if it's going to uh, you know come out what you hope is there, but it has. So it's interesting because the the other person who played with us, uh, uh, Kristen, uh, Doctor <laughs> Doctor GM as we call him, <laughs> is a is a has a doctorate in philosophy. Yes. Um, oh wow! So great. Yeah. yeah. I, I I wanted to hear more of his opinions on what it was, but. Uh, he hasn't really given us any more opinions. I don't know if we broke him. No, you know, yeah. he's busy. <laughs> yeah. Something I think there's a lot of philosophy in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm, I didn't want to pile it up, you know, so that it feels heavy, but people mm-hmm. have, well, you guys mentioned that, that uh, the thing that I said on Facebook um, about how some people have failed to review it. A lot of people have looked at this and gone, Oh ooh, yeah, I'll give you some thoughts, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, 
it's hefty. It's it's serious. Okay. Um, yeah, and and that's why I posted that thing because some people just gone. I can't really give you thoughts on this, and um, I, that huh. that's I, that's a sense that I have succeeded a little bit and and made something that feels a bit more <laughs> hefty. But it also meant I was like, I just want some more reviews out there, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, so was it because the the, the subject matter every was was the part that was um, holding but people it, back or, or bogging them? I down? think I'm not sure if it was it was both that, but also that they felt there was a sort of a weightiness to it, perhaps that aren't isn't in other RPGs. Um, I was going to say we didn't actually. I think John is the only one that went through the whole full rule set. We only yeah. got the character sheets, and I don't even think we. I didn't even browse through the the quick start itself. So, um, but, but John well, was kind enough to review and your comments were also great. I had a great time reading it. I'm, I've been reading a lot of heavy. That's true. Indicia laden stuff lately. So this was just right up there with that as well. That's right. Listeners drink. Cause John said Indicia. <laughs> <sighs> I enjoyed the game. It was something I found interesting i, I like the subject matter i thought it pulled it off well so okay. i would be right. careful okay. who i play it with though <laughs> yeah i mean that's a fair consideration i think that's true of a lot of games yeah yeah a lot of when you're getting into narrative heavy you have to go look this is the kind of expectations we have right. going into it right so when did it first when did when did relics first come out when was it published first so the, kick, the kickstarter was launched 20 2019 in April so um and then we put it out at the end of last year okay and in in three months in October this year we're going to do another kickstarter for our first big supplement and we're also going to say hey if you've just heard about us you can also get the core rules here and and so it'll be a sort of boosting kickstarter so we're hoping a lot of people who've missed it the first time can jump on where can someone pick it up? Is there physical copies or is it only digital? That sort of thing. There are physical copies. You mm-hmm. should be able to get it from most game stores. Our distributor in the US is the Indie Press Revolution guys. Ah. So if your store has anything by them, then they should be able to get 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 it in. Okay. You can also order it from their website, which I think is IPR or I'll check. Um I want to say you're correct. Yeah. We'll put it in the show um, notes. <laughs> we'll, but we will put that link in the show notes. I, I yep. want to say, I know the quick start is out there on uh drive through RPG or yep. uh, one shelf, whatever, whatever they're calling themselves these days. Yeah, it's on drive through RPG. It's also on itch. Um, and okay. those links are on our website. Um, but we're and what also, is that? Yeah, we're getting, Oh, sorry. Itch.io is a, no, no, no. What is your website? <laughs> oh, right. Uh, yeah, you guys know. Um, it's www.tinstargames.com. Okay. Um, that's how See, you I find think I was just, you know, trying to lead in for yeah. self-promotion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that threw me off as well when I saw Tin Star Games. I assumed, and this is why, listeners, you should never assume. assume. Right. I assumed, oh, these, these guys are based out of Texas. <laughs> Clearly. Well, um, that does bring up a question about how did you choose your company name the tin star yep i was gonna ask that as well this is this is a bit of a weird long story one of the first rpgs i ever designed was about (laughs) the matrix uh and we called it there is no spoon it had a very simple (laughs) 
system. And then really early on, someone liked it so much, they made it a hack, which they called there is no try. So then it was like, there is no something was the form for the mm-hmm. hacks. So everyone called it the T-I-N asterisk system. Oh. And I was like, okay, clever. let's call it the Tin Star. Um, and I am, a, I am a huge nerd for Westerns. Um, so I was like, yeah, okay, that's, that's kind of a, a cool thing. Um, and when I go to conventions sometimes, I'll wear like this black duster and have this sheriff badge. And I'm like, uh, Tin Star Games. And yeah, nice. so I, I eventually wrote a Western game as well, which is called the Tin Star. And um, We need to look for that yeah. one, John. And I just we just put out a game about um, police procedurals as well, which is again another thing that I I, I love. So we need to look for that one too. Uh, oh my gosh, that's one of my guilty pleasure TV shows. Yeah. Um, so partly, what I was watching a lot of Lucifer for researching relics, and I went, you know what, we could do <laughs> nice. instead of we could leave the angel part and just do. There's so many shows that. So this is the game is called Partners, and it's really focusing on that kind of, particularly the, the police procedural where there's. One character who tends to be the, the unpredictable, annoying one who's always going off book, whether uh-huh. that's the castle in castle or, or bones in bones. Right. And the other one's the sort of straight shooter who's trying to reel them back in. And, uh, uh, yeah, you go on and create this mystery story and, and solve the mystery. Nice. Oh, my gosh. How many, Ruby, how many times have I said, oh, we need, uh-huh. we need to have a game that's like that? Uh-huh. One person's the, the straight-laced cop <laughs> yep. and the other person is the – Fill in the blank. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that was, that was, uh, that was, we kickstarted that just a couple of months ago and it went really well. And we're putting it, we're in the process of putting out some supplements for it. So that's also on our website. Um, and the game is called Partners. Nice. Partners. And we should have print copies coming. Well, they're, they're, they're on their way to Australia now and then we're going to be shipping them out in the next month or two. So um, Kickstarter okay. backers will have them and then they'll go on to shelves. Okay. What, you're not sending them out to shelves before you fulfill Kickstarter? What kind of craziness <laughs> yeah. is this? Yeah, we're, we're trying to respect our backers and not just rush it forward. <laughs> that is, can be a juggling act, though, as well. Mm-hmm. You have to like go, don't put them out yet. Don't send them to those guys. Yeah. Um, well, and with the way shipping is these days, depending on what you're shipping, that that can be even more of a challenge. Right. Yeah. Everything is everything is has question marks at the moment um, about how right. how much things are going to cost. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a very tricky time for, for anyone in tabletop to bring it back over to quick starts. Cause I was actually going to ask you about the Kickstarter. Cause I may have known that there was going to be one coming up in September, October. What? what? It's like, I, it's, it's as though I, I talked to the, the folks who put out the games that we run. It's, it's crazy, right? Mm. Right. <laughs> but, uh, to bring it back to the quick starter. Uh, to the oh my gosh to the quick start thing to the kickstart <laughs> well well the both quick, of those which one? right the both of those the the the, the quick kick um, when you <laughs> and so when the new Kickstarter comes out are you going to also have a new quick start or a revised version of this quick start that's a that's a good idea we might go through and just make a few changes just so we can we can have that on the Kickstarter of like hey if you want to try it out go here um, so yeah um, we will probably try sorry about that just hit my glass there um, <laughs> we will try to do that and just tidy it up a little bit and make sure the rules are fully matching the ones that we have in the rule book so there's a few little tweaks that changed and uh, yeah see if we can make it a bit a bit nicer um, 
make those character sheets a bit a bit shinier. Mm. <laughs> Donald will be happy about that. Yeah, he just he just <laughs> he just kept going on and on about the character sheets. Oh my gosh! Well, you kept asking or bringing it up. <laughs> I kept bringing it up. Ah. We kept referring to things that related to it. <laughs> well, I know, I mean, right? In a game, I mean, in an RPG, your character sheet is the, really the only playing piece, so it's got to yeah, look right. good. And we went through it. We went through like Especially three online. different versions. Um, and our design guy was great, but he'd also never done a character sheet before. So we were, we we're learning as we go, um, and that's been exciting too. We've worked with lots of people who've never worked in RPGs before, or not very much. Um, so well, it gives it a different feel, and and that's kind of neat and refreshing. Yeah, I think that's important as well to just uh different yeah people with with uh different backgrounds as you say can give a very different approach and we've got a lot of praise for the layout and the look of the game um which has been great working with matt he's just been amazing cannot praise him enough because because everything i make all i could do before without matt is just make word documents and they look like shit and (laughs) And see john um, specializes in excel sheets yeah well you know yeah if you look at some of my really early games that are on my website or on itch they're just like PDFs of Word documents stock <laughs> art that I found, uh, and you know they're, they're yeah they're readable but they're not pretty. Just thanks again for for having a look at our game and helping us get the word out there. And um, yeah, hopefully we will let you we'll, you'll, we'll let you know when we have a date. Oh, I think we do it. We have a date. October fourth is when the Kickstarter is going to launch. That's one thing. Um, so look for us on Kickstarter. The uh, the game the product is going to be called Treasures on Earth. Um, and it's about it's basically a big book of, of relics of items and adventure hooks. Um, and uh, so yeah, look out for that. Nice. Oh, that sounds that sounds like an awesome one. That sounds like it'd be a fun read, even if I'm not playing the game. <laughs> yeah, it's much gonna be- much like yeah, much like the, the uh, appendices and relics. <laughs> a game of angels was a mm. fascinating read. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was again Cameron who came in. Um, I was like, we had a lot. That was a, a very difficult thing to. We needed someone who knew a lot about every period of history, and luckily we found Cameron who was a history teacher. And he's like, I think oh I can gosh. do that. <laughs> um, spent just just, and I think that, that because that that was something that came up in playtesting over and over again. People were like, I don't know of enough history to play this game, so we're like, okay, we're gonna <laughs> have to do something about that. And so that's how sort of like trying to. Fill that hole. If you want to know, you can just turn to the appendix and go, what's something that happened in this period? Just yeah. run your finger down and find something. Um, and that's, yeah, that, that we try to give you all the tools you need, you know, and, and go that extra mile that some games might not. And um, people respond to that, which is great. Awesome. Well, you did, you did a great job on that. I had fun reading that part. These guys didn't get to read it because they only played the quick start. But um, I could if I wanted to. Well, that's true because you I live with pull you. Up, pull up my PDF copy <laughs> right. that I got and read that. And Donald uh, will quickly run to the store <laughs> in just a few moments to go get a copy himself. Nice. Or a, co- or a it's, coffee. It's midnight. I'm not running anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, on that note, uh, once again, we have had the pleasure of speaking with Steve D with uh, 10 Star Games, uh, talking with us about. Relics, a game of angels, um, and actually quite a bit of other ten star games stuff. Um, it was it was a pleasure to talk with you, Steve. It was really really cool getting to hear how many different likes and influences we all seem to share. That was 
mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, just great. the fact that from the get go, I had a nominate in my head, uh-huh. and then you 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 mentioned that it was yeah, boom. It's a very it's a much beloved game, and for a good reason, um, right? And yeah, I was just I can't redo it, but I got to do my spin on it basically, and um, uh, yeah, so we can, as you say, have another another installment in this. I think a really interesting genre that we could use a, a few more RPGs um, to play with. Yeah. Although, right. let's keep mine as the most important one, right? Now, <laughs> right. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> revitalizing right, so, uh, the genre. Yeah. And speaking of revitalizing the genre, uh, we were also joined with, by Donald Dennis. Ah. And yes. <laughs> and <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, and Ruby. I'm always available. Mm-hmm. Podcast at gmail dot The following game reviews were submitted by attendees at Scared Gaming Convention. Western Legends, reviewed by Dennis. The good. It's a Western game with cowboys. The bad. It takes a while to get started. Other. None. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Yes. Western Legends. Reviewed by Hands. The good. Great Western theme. The bad. Long wait for your next turn. Other. Engaging story elements. Recommend? Maybe. Buy? Yes. Western Legends. Reviewed by Zeus. The good. Cowboys! Nuff said! Very thematic. The bad. Long playtime. Other. One of my favorite games. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Yes. Western Legends. Reviewed by Shelley. The good. Easy setup and actions. The bad. Time it takes to get going. Other. Really enjoyed the different characters. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Yes. Western Legends. Reviewed by Stephanie. The good. Love this game. Wide open and interactive. The bad. Takes a long time. Other. None. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Yes. Western Legends. Reviewed by Noel. Very fun. Western theme and very interactive. Whether playing Marshall or the Wanted track. The bad. Love all aspects. Other. Highly recommend to anyone that wants to play out an old-time Western movie. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Yes. Robotech, Attack on SDF1. Name of reviewer? Chris. The Good. Follows the TV series pretty closely. The Bad. Nothing, really. Other. By playing different characters, it's a chance that the game is different every time you play. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Yes. Robotech, Attack on SDF1, reviewed by Jennifer. The good. Variable player powers, and it's cooperative. The bad. Lots of downtime during other people's turns. Other. Nice theming and board. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Maybe. Robotech, Attack on SDF1, reviewed by Anthony. The good. Nice components. Great theme. The bad. Downtime during other players' turns. 
Other. Nice co-op game that can be played as a campaign. Recommend? Yes. Buy? No. <laughs> RPG Savage Worlds Oz. Reviewed by Paul. The Good. Great art, great module. Bad. None. Other? It was a late night game. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Yes. RPG Savage Worlds Oz. Reviewed by CJ. The Good. Great to play with the writer and artist of the source book. Bad. I was tired. Other? None. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Yes. RPG Savage Worlds Oz. Reviewed by Bob. The Good. Great players and everyone seemed to enjoy the game and playing with each other. The Bad. None. Other. Great to play with the artist and writer of the book. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Yes. RPG Savage Worlds Oz. Reviewed by Lissa. The Good. Well-developed setting, good character variety, and fun scenario. Bad. None. Other. None. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Yes. That's the end of the Swarmcast Podcast episode, you know. You should like and subscribe to us wherever we do go. Cause it's gonna be the future soon, and I won't always be this way. When the things that make me weak and strange get engineered away. It's gonna be the future soon, I've never seen it quite so clear. And when my heart is breaking, I can close my eyes and it's already here. That's right, that's the end of this Firmcast episode. Hooray, we made it. Hey, go and like and subscribe to us on uh, Podbean, uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, wherever you want to find us. We're actually on Amazon Podcasts, or if you haven't, Amazon Music. Check us out there, and we're gonna be showing up on Spotify. Don't get us confused with those Iowa Hawkeyes guys. In fact, if you find them, you should email them and say, hey, what? Are you done yet? I'm almost... Alright, I'm wrapping this up. Talk to you guys later. (laughs)